You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. This week on the Bearded Theologians, um, we're still living into our Live Like Wesley series, and this is going to be the last week of this uh, kind of little series that we've done. And one of the um, quotes that we kind of stumbled upon um, in looking in John Wesley's letters was from a letter to Joseph Benson when he said, an ounce of love is worth a pound of knowledge. Um, It's a kind of a common quote uh, given to John Wesley. And so, Zach, as you think about that, um, what comes to mind? Um, well, it's really fun. So the, the context of this letter, I mean, it's pretty, pretty short. Uh, and, and all John Wesley is talking about books. And, and uh, what really strikes me is they're having, it, it appears that, that John and Joseph have this relationship a lot like you and I do. Uh, it's through correspondence. It's through the media that they had at the time. And they're talking about books uh, and hoping to get to, to meet at some point in time and um in this in this long conversation about the books that they have and and hope to have in the future uh john ends this letter with an ounce of love is worth a pound of knowledge i am dear joseph your affectionate brother and and i i I think that's really really interesting to me it's wesley saying hey we can have all of these books but if we don't get out of our head and and listen to our heart all we have is knowledge and who cares, right? Love is so, so, so important uh, in conjunction with knowledge, right? They have to go, the the head and the heart have to go uh, hand in hand, if you will, in what we, what we do with our hearts and how we listen and how we love um, weighs so much more than what we know. And uh, to let, just to let our heart, drive ourselves, I think is really important. And I think, I think just briefly reading this letter is what he's, what he's getting to. Um, and, and to put that weight of, of importance on love and knowledge is really, really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, could you imagine if John Wesley had a podcast today? Um, <laughs> he'd probably call it plucked out of the fire by John Wesley or something <laughs> along those lines of, Oh, it'd um, be a four hour podcast. The, the world <laughs> is thy parish hosted by John Wesley. With oh. John, with with guest host George Whitfield, <laughs> <laughs> they would just argue for four hours, <laughs> and then I can see it now. You know, he'd have uh, Thomas Coke and Francis Asbury on from uh, remotely in from uh, the Americas. And hey, John, why weren't you successful here? I can see <laughs> like I mean, it'd be a fun podcast. If Remind you, us again how you failed here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I think that that's true. Um, when we look at this, it was definitely a sense of um, drawing him in um, that not to spend too much time on knowledge, but that, you know, that love is definitely key. Um, and I think, I think we hung up on that um, far too often of just like, I've got this knowledge and that's way better than the way that we're acting. And, um, and you can apply that to a lot of different things. Um, you know, I, I don't know. One of the, the scriptures that always comes to mind, you know, is in first John where it's um, we love because God first loved us. And um, 
man, I don't know if, if, if your theology is not centered around love, I really would quote, you know, ask you to question yourself, whether it's a, it's a, it's a healthy theology. Um, and that, um, and if you're spending too much time in books, like I have, I know people that that's all that they do. I mean, and they can quote things like crazy, but yet, like when it comes to loving people, they're not good at it. And I really think that it's a balance of the two. I think you have to have both. I'm not saying that you need, all you need is, you know, heart. You, you do need a brain to be able to process and think and all this stuff. But I do believe that if you're not willing to balance the two out, you'll, you'll find yourself out of balance and out of, out of whack. Right. And, and, you know, that's something uh, that, that as Methodists, we certainly believe in is, is the higher education process and educating ourselves as, uh, as pastors. So the knowledge is, the knowledge is important. Uh, don't hear us say that. Um, because because you can go too far the other direction of, you know, I just have my experience. Great. What are you what are you backing that up with, right? We're um, it's that healthy relationship. If you want to be really Wesleyan uh, between scripture, tradition, reason, and experience. Okay, You're right. Repeat them. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and how do we how do we have a healthy relationship between all of that, right? Uh, and if we fall too much on one it begins, you know, you get in your head too much or you get in your heart too much or you, you get stuck in this rut that doesn't allow you to see people for who they are, doesn't allow you to see people like Jesus sees people, right? Um, and I think that's that's what this gets at. An ounce of love is worth a pound of knowledge. You got to have them both and they both have their own weight and let us let us put those together and, and, and let them work together uh, and not be opposed to one another because sometimes we'll do that well, we know this and this is what we read and what we learned, but it opposes this action or it opposes this way that we love people or it opposes this. And that's not good. Uh, that, that doesn't live into what, what scripture tells us of love, right? Love your neighbor, love because you were first loved, you know, um, this is my new commandment, go, you know, uh, all of the things that we learn throughout the entirety of scripture, uh, whether it's Jesus and the gospels, whether it's, uh, one of the disciples or the apostles, or even when we go into the old Testament and look at God's love there, uh, you know, we've got to have that healthy, uh, dynamic of, of love and knowledge, tradition, scripture, whatever you want to go with, mm-hmm. uh, or all of it together. I mean, really. You really, you really struggle with the order of that stuff. Don't you? Scripture I'm not worried about the, the order of it so much as I am repeating, you know, uh, one of them and leaving one. Out. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think that that's the case is that, um, how we, how we practice our faith, I think matters. And it's one yeah. thing to have all the knowledge, but, um, I love that Bob. There's a Bob Goff, Bob Goff quote in Love Does. He says, um, and, and I'm really paraphrasing Bob here. And, and Bob, if you want to come on the show and correct me, feel free to. <laughs> um, but he talks about how stalkers have all the knowledge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm really paraphrasing here, but because this is what I remember. But I like stalkers, how you're talking to Bob Goff like he's like, like, like he's listening. I mean, <laughs> he's not listening. Maybe some search analytics will catch it. Um, <laughs> But I, I think of like that that stalkers have the knowledge, but someone who really loves will, you know, show love and you know have that that sort of thing. And um, and I, I think that that's where it is. Is like well, how we practice it really matters. And if we have that knowledge and we practice it rightly, you know, like it's one thing to have all the knowledge, and if we share that, like being able to share that is an act of love. But actually, like you know, having the knowledge but being judgmental is that sharing love? I mean, 
Um, I don't think it is. And so I think that that's a good thing to think about, especially, you know, we just came off, you know, last night was Monday, Thursday. And um, our theme in Monday, Thursday at our worship was um, this is a night of love. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, having that kind of carrying that with us into Good Friday into Easter and thinking that this really is how God, you know, showed his love for us. And, you know, um, some of that's hard to swallow. Um, and I, th- I think that that's the struggle that we live into today is how are we showing love? Um, and that that, you know, it's one thing to know about love. I mean, we can read all about it. I mean, there's all sorts of books on love. Um, but if we're not sharing that and experiencing that, I mean, it, 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 it drastically shows. And I think that that's a good thing to reflect on. Especially, Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think we can know about love all we want, but if we're not practicing it, if it's not coming out in our actions, our words, who cares? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I want to encourage you to um, go on our website at beardedtheologians.com. We have some great um, past podcasts and um, a few blogs and uh, some items up for sale. Um, we have a new, we rolled out a new t-shirt last week. That's really kind of cool. Yeah, we um, and so, you know, check us out, beardedtheologians.com. So for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks. I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day. You're listening to the Bearded Theologians Podcast, hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So this week on the Bearded Theologians, um, we're jumping back into the lectionary again. And no, we're not looking at the book of Revelation, even though I wanted to, um, because it's one of my favorite top 10 books of the Bible being at number 10. Um, we uh, liked what we read out of Psalm 150 uh, this week. And so, Zach, as you've looked through that psalm, what what comes to your mind? Well, this is a, a fun psalm to look at, especially coming out of of Easter, where we have a ton of fanfare and celebration, and um, we get into a week where uh, the gospel text is Doubting Thomas. Uh, It's Jesus appearing to the disciples saying, peace be with you, uh, and Thomas coming in with uh, wherever he was from, or wherever he was, uh, while he went in the room, and greeted with this, this praise, this excitement of, hey, we've seen Jesus, and Thomas goes, well, here's the thing. (laughs) I want to see him too, you know? Um, And I think coming out of Easter, we have that, I mean, that, that is such an appropriate um, piece of scripture. All of this is for this weekend. I mean, that's why it's the lectionary. Um, But you, you see in Psalm 150, this celebration um, of what I think we hope the second Sunday or this Sunday after Easter should be, or it is, or even any Sunday after Easter is, is this praise the Lord, uh, praise God in a sanctuary, praise God in the uh, fort- fortress, the sky, praise him in his mighty acts, you know, and just, just this praise, um, sing and dance, you know, make loud noises. And it's just this un, um, unmuted praise. And then we get into the gospel text and it's Thomas going, I just want to see the hands, you know, I just want to see the holes at hands fill the hole in the side. And, and it kind of brings it down a little bit. And I, I think 
that's kind of how we feel. I think that's the reality. We want it to be Psalm 150 where we're just, we're pumped up, we're still ready to go, we're praising. And yet I think our reality is, is we feel a whole lot like Thomas of, hey, but I want to experience this. You know, you guys got to see Jesus. Uh, now I, I want to. Um, and, and I think we have to, there's a line there that we walk with people, whether it's ourselves, whether it's our churches or just our communities that, um, if they celebrate Easter, if they don't, uh, maybe they missed out for some reason, or maybe it's just the coming down, the crashing really hard out of the high that Easter is into the next Sunday that typically, <laughs> if we're being honest, as associate pastor Sunday or youth pastor Sunday, you know, the senior pastor, if they have somebody to preach for them, may not be preaching because Holy Week is crazy. Um, and how do we keep that fanfare alive? How do we keep that hope of Easter alive for more than just one Sunday? Well, I find it interesting, like, if you look at the way that we talk about the, the Sundays after Easter, it's actually not the second Sunday after Easter. It's the second Sunday of Easter. Right. Because Easter right. is a celebration of 50 days leading into Pentecost and then so on and so forth. And, and you know, you brought up the gospel text this week, and I kept thinking, man, this would have been a great, like, call to worship to read as we're doing the book. Um, at my church, we're doing the book of Revelation for the next six weeks, and um, you know, the first Sunday is, um, I am the Alpha and the Omega, you know, God is your beginning and God is your end. And, and what a way that the Psalm starts out. It not, not only does it start out with praise the Lord and ends with praise the Lord, but that last line in verse six, let every living thing praise the Lord. And, and we think about that when, if, if we have God being our beginning and our end, um, everything else in between mm -hmm. is praise. Mm -hmm. and, and if we can and live a life of praise, doesn't mean i think it doesn't mean you have to be like happy and go lucky all the time like right i think praising god can be as simple as uh living a life of obedience towards god um mm -hmm. and showing that you respect god and you love god and you care for god that your life shows praise um i think far too often when we when we think about praise we think about those worship band leaders <laughs> yes right and and you know they're uh, five minute long prayers, their 20 minute guitar solos there, you know, and, and they, that vibrant energy that, that sometimes those have. And, and, and we sure. assume that that's what praise looks like. That's not necessarily what praise looks like. Um, I, I think you can even look at what you see at uh, Tazay and, and like, that's praise. I mean, and it's not the, mm -hmm. you know, there's not fog machines in, in the Tazay community. There's not light shows at the Tazay community. They do use lights, but right. not necessarily in the way that a contemporary sure. service would use. And, and I think that we need to draw back from praise in a way, like, I think we need to recapture that word, that it doesn't have to be about show. It can right. be about a way of life and how our life models how we praise it. No, I definitely think it's it's that, and and we get lost in this um, this idea that it has to be loud, right? And I think that's where Thomas's story comes into this. That I, I fu fully and firmly believe that uh, doubting Thomas is not the right nickname for him, because uh, it, it's used in a der derogatory way, right? Like, oh, that doubting Thomas, you know, uh, where the other freaking disciples doubted him too. They just got somebody said. Um, <laughs> would you say that he would be like a vocal C on the disc scale that he wanted the information, the process that God was coming, or was he more of an I, 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 no, I, I think he's more of an I and he did, he missed out and he didn't want to miss out. You know, he his wanted, friends got wanted, to experience something and yeah. he wanted to experience that too. Right. Um, and, and, but we, but I argue that we see that in Thomas and rather than it's doubt, it's faith. Thomas wanted to be in that moment. 
and was faithful in that moment of, I want to see Jesus too. I want to experience this too, so that I can go and tell. Um, in, in his, his statement of, I won't believe until is, is that desire to faithfully go and see Jesus. Um, and not just let somebody tell him about it. He wanted to go experience it for himself. So to kind of kind of shift gears a little bit and jumping back into the psalm, did you ever mm-hmm. were you ever around any group? Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not familiar with their uh, Christian demographic and the places you've been. Have you ever been around the groups that don't believe using instrumentation for worship? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. This is a great psalm to really <laughs> throw in their face, saying like <laughs> Psalm 150, like has several instrumentations. Uh, right. Uh, it, it, and, and that's where Missed like, it, yeah. yeah, that's for me. It's like, um, it has that, that moment of like, like praise is something, but it can be more than what mm-hmm. we assume it is. It's bigger than right. I, and I think that's right. I think understanding that the way you do it or the way I do it, or the way they do it over there, that's not the only way. Right. Um, we have our ways that, that, uh, speak to us in certain seasons and uh, but to say to tell someone it's got to be this this or this or you're not doing it right you know um, that's that's not where we need to be it's it's finding those ways that speak to us in these moments uh, whether it's like this psalm um, and it's and it's very loud and boisterous and and I and I think the important part is what you started with is this begins with praise the Lord and ends with praise the Lord it's those in-between moments of what counts right mm-hmm. and that brings those two moments together however that <clears throat> however that happens so a good question for you to wrestle with this week is um how do you praise the lord um wrestle with that think about it uh, engage us on facebook or social medias um uh, wherever however you listen to us we'd, we'd love to hear back from you um but you can also go to our website at beardeddelogians.com and check out all of our great content that we have on there um, we also have some new shirts um up and available that you can uh, purchase through teespring they're they're great looking shirts um i'm hoping to order one next week uh, so i'll have one to wear uh, on the podcast and other places um but we thank you for listening and so for the bearded theologians i'm matt franks i'm zach Bechtold. thanks for checking us out We hope you've enjoyed the conversations that we've had today on the Bearded Theologians Beardcast, and we'd encourage you to continue those conversations online at beardedtheologians.com or on our Facebook page. We also hope that you pick up a couple of coffee mugs to uh, satisfy your coffee mug collection. Have a good day.